What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the soup. Uh, I believe this is episode six. We almost up at ten, guys. Almost at ten. Feel good. Hope everybody had a good weekend. Today is Monday, June tenth, and um, some exciting things going on. The Raptors are actually up three one over the Warriors, and I mean, I just I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Like a lot of people, a lot of people think, you know, KD coming back can remedy that, but I just don't know. He's not. He ain't a hundred percent. Think it might be over. I had a, uh, I had one of the guys tell me, you know, he he said it before the series even started. He said I'm going Raptors, and I'm I'm going as far as to say, Kawhi would be the first NBA player to win a finals. Then win finals MVP with one team, go to a new team the very next season, and win a finals and win finals MVP with that team as well. Cause Kawhi's leaving, he's definitely leaving. He going to LA himself. Whether it's with the Clippers, I don't see him going to the Lakers because I don't see Kawhi and LeBron playing on the same team. But I definitely see him going back to Cali though, definitely. But um, today is going to be a short, simple episode. Uh, I just want to talk about the the problems and the struggles that comes with being a, a CPS football player, Chicago Public School football player. Like, especially since you know, I come from I come from the CPS system, and uh, like I knew. I knew the limitations and the thing that was holding us back when we were playing, but I'd never really seen it on, you know, a societal level until, you know, I got older. Now I'm back and I'm coaching. I'm actually coaching at the school that I went to, um, you know, that I went to for high school. And, you know, now I really see, like, how really – Chicago public school players, you know, unless you unless you're at a certain school where you got uh where you got an established program, it's tough. It's tough. So, you know, I'm going to get into that. Um the second thing I was going to get into was uh, you know, with with Father's Day coming up, I just want to talk a little bit about uh you know, male male role models, you know, fathers, you know, I, I don't wanna I just hate I just hate how when Father's Day come up it's just a lot of scrutiny that that's involved, you know. Um once again, this is this is more like a, a personal uh subject for me, so I just have a lot of more emotion tied into it. So we gonna get into that after this break and thank you for listening to the soup. It's going to be hot today. All right, y'all, we back. And uh, before, before we get into this episode, I just want to give a shout out to one of my newest uh, connections and colleagues, I would say. Her name on Instagram is MaiTai, M-A-I, period, T-H-A-I, underscore. And she just gives a lot of great insight, you know, 
um, coming from the psychologist field as well. And she's also trying to start, you know, a, a innovative social media platform specifically for black people because, you know, the black people are the, like, we do all of the legwork for all of these platforms. Like, without us, a lot of these platforms would be so dry. Like, just think about instead of everybody having a Twitter or, you know, Facebook, Instagram and getting it jumping, if we literally just made our own social media site. Like, think about that. So, just take a, take, take a look at her um, Instagram and then in her bio is the link newgenlegacy.com, N-E-W-G-E-N-L-E-G-A-C-Y.com. Uh, I personally went and just made a quick profile. It's not it's not hard at all. The software, like you can see, is is definitely um, like in development. But, you know, that's how you, you got to start somewhere. But go support. Go show us some love. Uh like I said, very insightful, very passionate about the same things, you know, you hear on this show. So shout out to her. But um, we're going to get into this CPS uh, football player struggles real quick. You know, I never really noticed how when I was in high school, you know, how less developed body... I wouldn't say I was I was less developed because actually when I was in high school at the high school I I went to Morgan Park High School in Chicago, Illinois. Um 100 and uh what? 111th in Vincennes. Uh you know, we we, we kind of had a weight room system going on, so it wasn't like I was just undeveloped and I wasn't strong, you know, but it was because I took the initiative of, you know, getting strong myself. You know what I'm saying? Like I had I had motivation to go to college, so and be and play college ball, so I had to be strong. But I just realized even though even with all that, I was still like only like one ninety, two hundred pounds. You see these other schools that are outside of the city. You know, in these suburbs, they got guys walking around 230, 215, you know what I'm saying? They got these programs that develop athletes. But even still, even still with that, when I was in high school, me and my class came out fine. You know, we had, I think, uh, six, it was either six to eight players that went D1 out of my high school in my class, you know what I'm saying? So we pretty much still did good. But now, four years later, as I come back to coach at the same high school I played at, I just see, you know, these small kids. And I'm just looking like, man, you know, I was just in college where the average the average D lineman and O lineman I just was looking at was 6'4 and up. Now I'm looking at Old lineman who five ten, you know what I'm saying? They just they just wide, but then they come in before a practice with a plate of nachos, 
or some chips with cheese, you know, a honey bun, shit like that. And it's just like, wow, man, I never, like, it, it really just hit me, like, this ain't normal. It's not normal. And the other day, it really, like, literally disgusted me because I, because I, like I told y'all before, I've changed my diet uh, in January. So a lot of things I just can't even withstand anymore. And, um, oh yeah, by the way, I'm 211 now, y'all. That's crazy. 211. 211 pounds. I haven't been 211 since my freshman year summer of college when I put on six pounds. I was 205. And when I hit 211, you couldn't tell me nothing. I thought I was the, I thought I was some shit, man. Like, for real. But, yeah, I went from being 246 to 211, y'all. From January. Crazy. But back to what I was saying, I don't want to go off the track here. But um, I've changed, like, my dietary habits. So a lot of things I really know that is just terrible for you. And we're in a weight room, and these guys get tired. Instead of them walking out to the water fountain, one of them pulls out like a juice out of their bag, like a gas station juice. You know what I'm saying? Like something that's just as colorful as hell, full of sugar. It has, you just know it's just it ain't got no nutritional value. The part that sickened me the most was when he pulled it out, hella, hella other players like, hey, 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 let me get some, let me get some, let me get some. I call cops, cops, cops. During a workout, and they all just taking you no know, turns getting a waterfall from it. I'm like, bro, that is not doing anything for y'all. It's actually making it worse. It's a water fountain literally outside in the hallway. So I'm like, man, y'all need to go drink some water, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it just goes to show, like, that's just what they know. The favorite thing to do, they favorite thing to do at the practice or before practice is going to get something from the gas station real quick to eat, you know. And it's just, it's sick. No nutritional value in anything that they that they eating, but it's it's only but it's because that's what they put, that's what the world puts around them. These fast these fast food spots, you know what I'm saying? You can get a quick fattening bite to eat. Um... These gas stations, you know what I'm saying? Putting a gas station right across the street from a high school. It's just it's just so crazy to me. You know what I'm saying? And even from like let's take a step back from the from the nutritional part. A lot of people don't understand that being a football player in Chicago public schools is really a challenge, especially when you don't have proper transportation. A lot of us comes from a lot of us come from homes where it's one car in the household. If that. A lot of people come from homes where parents take public transportation. That's how they get around. So what you think they finna do? It's a lot of times where we got guys missing practice 
because they got to go take care of their siblings. They got to go take care of the younger siblings or they not or they feel like they're not going to have a ride. You know, it's just a lot of stuff that we deal with. And now that I'm a coach, I see how it affect how it's going to affect our team. But. I couldn't really pick this stuff up before when I was younger and actually a player because I was in that same boat, you know. My mom wasn't picking me up from practice every day. Me and my friend, um, me and my friend Dakota, we used to just have to just walk it out to practice or take a bus. That was it, you know. And on that bus, you can be you could be riding a bus with someone that you gotta play that Friday. You know, it's not. It's it just won't it just wouldn't be surprised if you if you, if you was on the same bus as somebody who played for like Simeon or Finger or something because the way. All right, Morgan Park is on Vincennes. Vincennes runs all the way down through like four to five different public schools. So, on any given day, just say. I was just say Morgan Park played Julian on uh, Friday. I had to pass Julian to get to my school. I had to also pass Julian to get home. So on my way home, I could easily on on the bus. It could be me, a Morgan Park player, across from somebody who plays for Finger High School. Below us, down in the seat, it could be three to four Julian players. And it might just be a Simeon player. You know what I'm saying? We're all on the same public bus. Now, I want all my people who play for, you know, district schools or, like, you know, schools where it's one big school in that town. Think about how many times you would see someone who plays at another school. You know what I'm saying? Like. We would see each other on a regular daily basis. We play each other. That's just so crazy to me. That's that's just weird to me. Like you don't think about stuff like that. Like I could be a star player on on Morgan Park's team and I'm just on a bus with some people I got to play Friday. What? If they wanted to get on there with me, they really could. You know what I'm saying? Like that could really happen. Like I said, all the guys who play in schools where it's one school per town, think about how many times you would see somebody who goes to another school like that that you literally play or in a heated rivalry with. For a minute, we were in a heated rivalry with Simeon. I could very well see a Simeon player just going home. You know, that's just crazy to me. Another thing I want to um, tell y'all about, you know, playing on a playing in the CPS system, you know, being a Chicago public school football player is besides from nutrition, besides from, you know, access to just transportation and all of that. The violence in Chicago affects sports. Mainly football. 
You know, because football is an outdoor sport. Football is more openly accessible to the public than basketball is. You know, basketball is more controlled. It's more closed. You got to get into the gym. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of avenues. You... At a football game at Gailey Stadium, the stances could be filled and you could have hundreds of more just um, fans at the gate. It's like a gate. It's it's the field. It's the stances on one side. It's the stances on the other side. And it's a gate that goes around all of the, um, like the whole stadium, basically. And if somebody don't want to pay to get in, or there's no more room to get in, they can just sit outside the gate. You know, that's basically where everybody barbecue, you know. some No bullshit. Literally... Um, my junior year, we played Simeon. It was smoke from the barbecue grill in the uh, in the southern zone. In the southern end zone, like literally, it was smoky from somebody barbecuing. Like it was crazy. Like that's how close we are to the public. And I will never forget my last time ever playing Simeon Academy was. Like, I, I, I'll never forget it, literally. Like, imagine this. Anybody who isn't part of a public system, a public football system, just imagine this happening. We come out of halftime. I believe we get a stop. But we're down. We're down 13-6. We're moving the ball real good. Moving the ball good. Me, personally, if you ask me, I think we was about to score um, one of my friends, shout out, shout out TJ, Antonio Crosby. He says he don't think we was going to score anyway, but who cares what he says? Uh, we're driving downfield and literally, cause I was on defense, so I'm on the sideline behind me. I just hear pandemonium. I just hear just. I hear things just happening behind me. So I turn around. I see people literally falling over the railing in the stands, like falling over. Like you just see a wave of people just moving, trying to leave the stances. So I'm like, hey, yo, what's going on? And you see the other, you see Simeon's stance because the stances face each other. You see they stance like looking too. Like they all looking and they, they about to scramble around too. So we don't know what's going on. They stop our game mid-drive, mid-momentum. Stop our game, get get both teams in the locker rooms. Apparently, somebody um, who knew that one of the oppositions, you know, somebody that they was in tour with, was going to be at the game, pulled a gun on them. Didn't care about the football game at all. Most likely didn't watch none in the game. They came to handle something personal and risked a lot of things for a lot of other people. How selfish is that? That's the type of just stupid... Stupidness. It is. It was hundreds of kids out there. It was hundreds parents. 
I'm calling my parents, making sure they're good. I had a lot of family come out that day, man. A lot of family come out. It was one of the biggest games in the city. It, it, Simeon versus Morgan Park used to be the biggest Chicago public school game. Period. Nobody can tell me otherwise. Hundreds of people. And somebody let their pride. Remember I let the, remember I used that word last time. So that our pride gets you. Somebody let their pride risk everything we had going. Risk everything. You know, somebody could hurt themselves trying to climb over. People were scared, senseless. They just start, they just tried to get away any possible way they could. You know? Moral of the story, they they ended our game and told us to play the next day with no bystanders. Couldn't have no fans in the game. Think about that. I want y'all to really think about the stuff that we have to go through in Chicago public schools that you don't hear anywhere else. They stopped our game, told us to go home. It was third quarter. Stopped it. Told us play the next day with no nobody watching. We lost. Never could play Simeon again. Because besides the whole thing in the stands going, it spilled out. All the madness spilled out into the parking lot. It was somebody in the gas station across the street going around trying to run people over with their car. Um, people were getting stabbed in the parking lot. All type of craziness, man. It was. It's just so crazy. And I'm just sitting down like, man, all we want to do is play football. You know, that's it. All we want to do is play football. I was so furious. I was so angry that somebody would just mess something like that up for us. You know, like, it's just so crazy to me. Another thing, another thing that's just, you know, weird about Chicago public schools is that the way violence is now, I hear people say Chicago gangs. It's not a gang thing anymore, honestly. Now it's like neighborhoods, you know what I'm saying? Neighborhood versus neighborhood, you know, uh, it's cliques, it's cliques, neighborhoods, groups. And you could be in the same high school playing for the same team as someone who's just just so happens to live in the neighborhood across from you, and y'all could be beefing. Yet y'all play on y'all go to the same high school, play on the same team, y'all got the same passion. But we got a passion for football. Y'all just so happen to be on the opposite side of the track, so the opposite side of the block. Y'all got to play together. How awkward is that? Say something happens. Say, you know, say y'all get into it. Uh, say say y'all opposite groups get into it with each other. You know what I'm saying? It's awkward knowing, man, I got to go practice with this boy tomorrow. You know, a lot of people think that 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 scene in Gridiron Gang is like funny, but that just shows 
You know, um, in Gridiron Gang, when uh, dudes talking about 88 for life, you know, they they basically in opposite gangs. They're in jail, though. They're in juvenile. They're in juvenile, and they just so happen to be in different gangs, but they got to play for this juvenile football team. No, 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 no. In Chicago, that's real life. In Chicago, that's real life. You don't got to go to jail to experience that or nothing. That is real life in Chicago. Got the same passion for ball. Same love for the sport. Y'all just, outside of football, y'all ops. So what happens after that? When football over, they just go to being enemies. That's what we deal with, though. A lot of things that don't got to do with football affect football in Chicago. I won't even, like, I'm not even about to go into the fact that we only get, what, two, three hours of practice. We can't have spring ball. We don't have indoor facilities. Like, we basically take three months off off of playing football out here. You know, it snows. So it's really, we're at the mercy of snow. We're not allowed to have spring ball. CPS schools just don't get the funding to just be having indoor facilities all around. You know what I'm saying? Yet, we got a high production of D1 players. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I just, I'll just be like, just imagine if we had just some of the resources and some of the securities that all these other, you know, schools be having, these big schools, these towny schools, these district schools, you know. And it just make me think, man. But yeah, that's my soapbox on that. Uh, any responses, any, um, you know, any feedback from this uh, talk? Y'all know my Instagram, the Shogun, T-H-E underscore S-H-O-6-U-N. Follow me, add me, let me know what you think. Um, I love from all feedback from my fellow CPS football players. Uh, we'll be right back to this last discussion. Stay tuned. All right, y'all, I want to finish up this episode just with a quick, quick, quick message. Like I said, Father's Day coming up. And I know the black, the black father isn't the most beloved subject in the world for many reasons. Uh, But that doesn't mean you have to disrespect them on the only day where they should be, you know. On other on the only day where they're recognized, you know what I'm saying? Like the my mom is my father. Like, all right. If you feel that way, cool. Keep it to yourself. That just means you just want attention. You just posted your mom for Mother's Day, and you're gonna post her again for Father's Day because she raised you by by herself. You know what I'm saying? That's cool and all. That's that's sweet, but it's not Father's Day. She didn't. Whether you like it or not, 
she can never teach you how to fully be a man. And for the ladies who do it, you're still missing the father. If if you if you don't have a father in your life or a father figure, you're still missing out on the father figure aspect in the family dynamic. And that's not cool. You know what I'm saying? And it's even worse to have resentment. Because once you have resentment towards that, you're going to have resentment towards all black men as a whole. And that's what I see a lot. Niggas ain't shit. Give a fuck about a nigga. Niggas ain't shit. All right. Okay. Yeah. Like, how do y'all think black men feel hearing that all of the time? Y'all wake up. It's like y'all morning mantra. If that's how y'all feel, okay, go ahead. Just, just, But all I'm saying is, don't be mad when that same resentment comes back. When that same resentment comes back, then it's black men, black men hate black women, all of that. But what y'all don't understand is, it's a cycle. It's nobody's fault. It's not black men's fault. It's not black women's fault. Period. As a cycle. We got to stop that resentment. If you don't have a father... If he wasn't in your life, if he left on you, if he walked out, cool. You know, Father's Day, like I said, yeah, it might be a touchy subject for you. But that don't mean you got to just disrespect all black fathers, though. Like, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer if you don't got anything nice to say, don't say nothing at all. I'm a firm believer in that. Because I'm somebody who I speak my mind vaguely and a lot of times I don't have anything nice to say about a lot of things. So that's why I live. I live by that. A lot of y'all need to adopt that principle. People who have fathers in their lives who know what a good father looks like don't want to see that shit. Like, that's disrespectful. But we so pro-black. We love our black skin. You know, whether, whether you like it or not, the, you know, whatever decision your father made, you know, walking out on your child is, is never is never cool, it's never accepted. But he created your black self. So If anything, you could just respect his contribution to that. Now, I lost I lost my father in the smack dab in the middle of my adolescence. I said that before in, my, in one of my other episodes. My dad died from um, kidney and liver failure. He made some mistakes in his life that, you know, showed me Basically, everybody's human. Because before his downfall, I thought he could do no wrong. You know what I'm saying? But little did I know, I needed to see all his mistakes in order to make me a better man. That was There was no other way. You know, everything, every, every event in your life has some meaning to it. It's just for you to find out what the meaning is. 
through all the mistakes he's made, still I could only pick out the positive. Cause why why dwell on negative things? Why dwell on it? Why? Y'all need to start being more positive about things. And all I'm saying is, I just want to see more positivity on Father's Day from the black community. That seems like the most negative day. That's Like, Father's Day almost seems like anti-Father's Day nowadays. Like, I, I, just, I just don't understand it. You know? However you feel... Even if you gotta pick somebody else who is a who's a good male figure in your life who you could post, you know what I'm saying, or be appreciative of, do that. But don't use the only day to recognize fathers who are great black fathers as a day to bring them down. That that builds resentment. That's what makes us not like y'all. You know what I'm saying, like. That's what makes black fathers not feel appreciated. Just don't do that, y'all. Like, don't do that to your own people, man. That's all I'm saying. Gonna post your damn mama. Like, come on. For real, y'all. Don't be doing that, man. A father don't gotta be somebody who's just biologically tied to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could just say, I know you're not my father, but I want to get his father's day uh, to a male figure in my life. Duh, 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 duh. That's all it takes. Just don't disrespect the actual aura of Father's Day, the meaning of Father's Day. You know what I'm saying? Because other cultures ain't doing it. You don't see them doing the shit we be doing. So stop that. Come on, y'all. We got to stop the cycle of resentment, man. That's all we do. We try to one-up each other. Black men and black women just try to one-up each other and disrespect. And that's why we ain't going to ever get nowhere. So I'm just challenging everybody, you know, before Father's Day come up, just try to be positive on Father's Day. Find one thing to be positive about. And if it ain't got nothing to do with the actual, with your actual father, find somebody else. You know what I'm saying? It could even be, man, it, it could be a celebrity. If you listen to any grown man talk who was born in the 70s, they praise Michael Jordan. They praise Michael Jordan. A lot of people... A lot of people from that era feel like Michael Jordan was like everybody's dad. Like, everybody looked up to Michael Jordan in that era. They wake up and literally praise Michael Jordan and Tupac. You know what I'm saying? Like, find alternate things to celebrate on Father's Day. I just feel like that day is just celebration. You got 364 other days in the year you could disrespect black men, black fathers. Why choose the day? That they get. One day I want to be a father. I really do want to be a father one day. And I just will hope I get the respect I deserve on my only day. 
to be recognized. This is Shogun Soup. This is the Shogun signing off. And I want everybody to have a blessed Monday. Have a blessed week. More episodes coming this week. Stay tuned. Add me on IG. T-H-E underscore S-H-0 6-U-N. I'll see y'all.